guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers, and this is... Pato. And also... Kenzie. Oh my gosh, it's so exciting. We've had so <laughs> many guests lately. I love it. <laughs> well, welcome, Kenzie. This is going to be very interesting for you <laughs> and for me and also for Pat. So I, <laughs> I'm excited. Pat, how was, your, uh, how was your weekend? It was all right. It was Mother's Day. Yeah? Did you do anything? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you did you bought, you did something for your mother on mother's day yeah and uh and my wife who's also oh, a mother that's right you're married I, I... yeah so uh <laughs> i'm joking <laughs> we don't make those kind of jokes when the, when the podcast is recording i'm sorry Pat, I, I love you <laughs> uh yeah especially since she she approved the trip to um the stopover in dayton yeah uh over the fourth of july so that'll be interesting yeah but, uh, i'm excited yeah, I know, but yeah, we had a good we had a good weekend. Um, I, I spent it in the service of others, which is what I'm there for. Yeah, and uh, yeah, worked on worked on some Dino Erotica too. That project is moving forward. Really? So yes, one hundred. Yeah, we talked about it, but one hundred percent. By the time hopefully we record next week's episode, there will be uh, there will be some of the audio recorded. So um, wow. fully stay tuned on that. I don't know if it's going to turn into a serialized thing. Or if it's just going to be a one shot done for posterity's sake, but that there's there's no stopping that train. It left the station. I mean, if yeah, we we would definitely. I, I guess Kinsey doesn't know. Kinsey Pat is writing uh, Dinosaur Erotica, and we're going to it, it's going to be a oh my god a radio play that we're going to play for live. <laughs> you know how fast Sarah's going to pick up on that and start reading it on our show. <laughs> is she a fan? She loves cryptid erotica so much, and she'll she'll be like, "Oh no, I actually hate it. It's gross." But every single time we do a live stream, we do an episode. She goes out of her way to find erotica that is relevant to what we are talking about, so that she can read it to me. There's, that is so funny. There's this guy uh, Chuck Tingle, who's a uh, oh basically he just writes Amazon eBooks. That's the only place they really publish this stuff. <laughs> okay, but uh, it's all like it's all like crazy mashups with like dinosaurs and Harry Potter and like and like cho- choose your own adventure stuff. Like he's got a choose your own adventure book that I want to okay. pick up. You know, trying to bring Doesn't that genre really? back. <laughs> yeah he does right which I, was, I was like obsessed with as a kid so i'm yeah. all about checking that out but uh yeah so he's he's kind of been an inspiration of mine and also because there's been like i mean you can you can google it especially his name like it's very profitable and i'm not one of these people that does things just to make money but the idea that like you could write some like weirdo dinosaur slash fiction for and have it on amazon for 99 cents and people would just be like fuck it and download it by the hundreds or possibly thousands like sign me up for that that's crazy. So, yeah. So uh, we had, it started as a joke on Twitter between myself and some other podcasters, and it just kind of picked up steam. And, you know, now we're we're doing the second draft of the script this weekend, and then we're going to start recording. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> you know, it's, it's, inter- it's not just dinosaurs. It's got aliens in it, too. So it'll be Right. Well, it, cover, it covers a lot of different bases. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're right about that. I'm excited. I'm excited to see part two. I'm excited for this to kind of see what people think about it because, like I said, there was a big uh, (laughs) audience around it. So I don't know. (laughs) But okay. Yeah, so So, I got that. And then one more thing I want to plug real quick. Uh, If you happen to live in the Chicagoland area, uh, May 23rd, Sunday, May 23rd, I'm hosting a Dungeons and Dragons live event at Rock Island Public House in beautiful downtown Blue Island. And it's from 5 to 8 p.m. Uh, Rock Island Public House also is like a drive-in. Oh, it's a bar. It's a craft beer bar, but they have um, 
they do like a drive-in movie theater in the parking lot on the weekends and that night they're showing repo man which of course we've talked Ooh. about extensively on the show so yeah uh so come out play D 5e for a couple hours and then stick around and watch repo man and uh it's a school night but fuck it whatever that sounds awesome. That's also yeah. my birthday. I wish I was oh. in Chicago. I'd come and celebrate my birthday. Happy, happy early birthday. Well, happy birthday in advance. Yes, <laughs> I know. Everybody wish Kinsey a happy are you, birthday. Are you finally going to be able to legally drink those uh, truly seltzers? Um, yeah, by <laughs> by five years. <laughs> so, so it's your fifth annual 21st birthday. Very yes. nice. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love those. That's great. Oh. <laughs> Well, that's exciting. I, I will. I, I would say I'd put a link in the description, but Pat insists that I don't do that. So um, I'm not, not going to lie to you. Guys, so. It's not true. Fuck you. <laughs> no, it's all right. That's no. That sounds fun. Actually, that does sound fun. I um, I, I definitely I need to I need to come there. Not for that, but I need to come. To <laughs> we'll play D and D. I will. I, I'll do it. I mean, I've, I'm not opposed to trying it. Um, that's for sure. So I mean, yeah, if that's something you want to do, I'm I'm down. Would you? Would you guys like to see me and Pat play uh, D&D together? Uh, maybe that's, <laughs> maybe there's a demand for that. I don't know if it's as demandful as the... If we could only it. figure out how to stream it on YouTube and then incorporate a, like, choose-your-own-adventure aspect to it. Yes. Where oh, that would people, be fun. People, people vote for what we do next. That would be really cool. This no, it wouldn't. Cool. Yes, it would. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I'd be the one playing it, so you're right. I, I, I guess if I was in the audience, it'd be different, but anyway... My weekend was good. Um, I, um, I, I, well, I didn't have a baby, but my sister had a baby, and uh, it happened very fast, and <laughs> it just was still really weird because he's like just now like hit like he's a little over a day old, and so it's still strange how quickly things happen. You know, babies aren't born in like a couple of hours, right? So she goes to the doctor. She goes to the hospital at ten a.m. No, it takes like nine months, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, but she goes to the doctor at like 10 a.m. and she has the baby by, by 7 p.m. that night. I mean, it was it was fast. So yeah, it was, that's really quick. You know, just not what people are expecting. And she lives a little far. So uh, the next couple of days, I mean, I'll get this out. I'm home tonight. But the next couple of days, once she gets home, I'll, I'll be um, out of town with my sister. So, um, you know, that, that'll be that'll be great. So if you see lots of baby pictures, I'm sorry in advance um, for the people <laughs> that don't like kids. But, hey, you know, it is what it is. Um, so, but I didn't do anything else. I mean, yeah, it was Mother's Day, but... Um, uh, it was it was rainy in Ohio, so we just stayed home and did nothing, which was probably the best thing that I can ask for for Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah, that sounds so, like a pretty nice day. Wonderful. So, um, but uh, anyway, on to on to the news. I'm excited to talk about some of these. Speaking of Mother's Day, uh, a, a woman in Molly gave birth to nine live babies. Nine oh my god. Them. And now this is the um, the most, uh, this is the new record for uh, live babies. The last one that we had was Octomom, which I'm sure you know, a lot of people are roughly familiar with. Uh, but she had five girls and four boys. Now they insist, now this is in uh, right outside of Morocco, I believe it is. Now they insist that she did not have fertility treatments, which is uh, almost impossible to, to be pregnant with nine babies uh, without fertility treatments. Because typically that's what happens. That's what happened in the case of Octomom. Uh, they implant multiple fertilized eggs in your uterus, and they don't expect you to keep them on. Now, with fertility treatments, they do expect you to at least have, like, two or three of them, but they don't typically expect you to have all of them. So uh, that's that's a mystery, but they're all good. Everybody's good. Uh, Mom, you know, did have some blood loss and things like that, but she is doing fine. All the babies are doing fine. They each weigh one to two pounds each, so it's uh well, that doesn't sound good. 
I'm not trying to pass judgment, but like. It doesn't. I can't imagine having nine babies at one point in time in my life. I mean, one is 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 a lot. <laughs> you know, that's, uh, oh, I know. That's I know. no thank you. One cries, and then the rest of them just fucking go off, and then you're just stuck in this screaming baby nightmare. Yeah, no thank you. Um, maybe, I don't know if she'll get rid of some of them. Probably. Yeah, that's when you start selling them on eBay. <laughs> right. I got these fresh babies. <laughs> right. Sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> I, it, it, it is. It is. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. You know, they thought she was only having seven. Now, only seven babies. That's I mean, still so many. Right. That's still a lot. But then, you know, come to find out there was two more. Can you imagine? You're like, it's like a puppy. It's like a dog having puppies. I can't <laughs> imagine having one baby, let no, alone no, suddenly nine. No. I would immediately be on the phone with the Discovery Channel trying to figure out what we could mash this shit oh, up yeah. with. I'm like, okay, what if we're all what if we're all cryptid hunters? Yeah. Right? Or what if what if what if we get in a minivan and we get where we get in an RV and we go looking for Bigfoot? Can we have a fucking show? We that would be amazing. Kids? I'd watch you, it. You ha- at that point, you have to start getting yeah. creative because you're like, I don't know oh, yeah. how the fuck I'm buying food for all these kids unless they start eating each other or some shit. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it. You know, it's uh, that's a lot of babies. Um, she probably will contact. No, I watched this thing on on Octo Mom Watts, and uh, it, it was about you know her life and stuff. You know, she went on to do porn and made lots of money doing Good it. For her. And yeah, right, exactly. And and she was um, <clears throat> you know, really successful in that avenue. And she kind of did you know OnlyFans before there was OnlyFans for a long time. I think she's back to doing it again. Um, but I'll, she... I'll, I'll research that immediately because I seem to remember <laughs> she was fairly attractive. <laughs> Continue on. She, <laughs> so she, I mean, but no, she was she was good at it. I mean, people wanted to see Octo Mom, you know, get a group on, which is great. But you know, the thing <laughs> is, is that she had eight kids, and eight kids is expensive, and so she's definitely had her financial hardships. I mean, I just can't, I, I can't imagine having nine of them. So will this woman and Molly do that? I hope so. I hope she does. I hope she finds a way. So. <laughs> There's, there's, uh, she's just got some solo videos, and there's a video of her, um, riding a Sibian on the Howard Stern show. That's, wait, so you're, like, so we need to get a Sibian right for, we need to get a Sibian for <laughs> Wednesday's Talk Weird. That's what, put that on your, put that on your Amazon wish list. I will. <laughs> All right. That'll be Patreon exclusive video. Yes, exactly. Oh Let's start a Patreon just to get a Sibian for this fucking podcast. <laughs> You know what's really sad is that it'd probably be funded in like a day. Oh God! Mm-hmm. Whose house do we keep it at though? Do we ship it back and forth? How does that work? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> we take turns. You get right? it on the weekends. I get it on the weekdays. You know, whatever. And <laughs> so that was um, interesting. All right. So another um, topic of discussion here are the that everybody's talking about are these um, mushrooms on Mars? Have you seen this? Yeah, of course. That was on my radar immediately. Oh, maybe I don't know. It's just still there. Kinsey, have you seen the the Mars mushrooms? Oh, sorry, I didn't know you were talking to me. Um, okay. No, I have not. Oh. That sounds terrifying. It, well, you know, space <laughs> mushrooms. I'm allergic mm. to mushrooms, and I'm like very off put by them in general. Mushrooms are very strange. Uh, you know, I I don't want to say things because they're they're alive. So I mean, creatures. Um. They're, they're really interesting because, you know, there's theories about mushrooms that mushrooms aren't even from Earth. It doesn't make sense for them to live here. Um, what? And we really can't track them back. Uh, also the same, I believe, I don't want to say for sure. I'm almost positive, though, it's the same with the Venus flytrap. We cannot we cannot piece it together in our evolution um, with, uh, you know, other, other plants. Now, I'm not great at plants, but with other plants and see kind of where it started and where it got to here. But mushrooms are like that. They do believe that mushrooms 
possibly came over on a meteorite. Transperma. Oh my god. Trans transperma is that what? Transperma. That's what it's called. Yeah, that's the theory that life originated from uh, microorganisms that uh, crash landed to Earth on comets. Well, yes and no. I mean, not. I. I don't. Not. I don't think it's. I don't think the things that I've heard are exactly on that big. Big of a scale. I've heard of that though. Um, I just think what they're saying is that mushrooms themselves, and then also Venus flytraps came over on a meteorite and that's why they're here and they just kind of adapted to the environment so um mm. that's you know and that's a theory of sorts again i don't know too much about it because i just don't know too much about plants um but <laughs> i do know those little tidbits um so so what they're saying is that they found there are pictures so we've got the uh new rover on on mars right now right perseverance and um what they're saying is that in specific pictures you can see mushrooms growing but i think you can also see them on the rover itself maybe on curiosity because curiosity is still up there um maybe you can see it on curiosity i don't remember exactly this was like the beginning of last week now um but you know nasa's not really investigating it and kind of you know what they say every time we kind of see something because once curiosity went up there you know we had all those pictures we had like the bigfoot on mars and we had like the um the mole rat on mars and and things like that and they're just like oh they're just rocks and shadows it just looks weird uh, but how can they explain away these mushrooms? Now, what they're saying with these mushrooms is that you can see very specific <laughs> fungi <laughs> and that, you know, they're growing there. And if they are, I mean, that would be, you know, kind of a big deal. So I don't know. Why do you think NASA's not really answering to this? And Pat, you said you'd kind of know about it. Yeah, they uh, it's it's under debate whether or not they're actually uh, fungus in the pictures right um so they're they're not completely sold on it yet um i think it'd be cool you know but i mean you're right I, i'm old enough to remember the the that picture of like the face of the man on mars yeah where it was like a peak but there was a shadow and it kind of looked like a nose and yeah you know that's just what we do is we look up at the sky and we think we see shit and we make up stories you know <laughs> so Maybe. i mean one point that they made was that what we could do is we could take that soil and we could test it we can do that and test it for spores and if there are mm. spores then obviously those are mushrooms so why aren't they jumping on doing that i mean especially right now with the with the space race kind of going on you know we talked about previously um why not do that mm-hmm you know what? 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 What would the harm be? And and testing it and just making sure. I mean, I, I guess money. Um, but right now we're kind of throwing all the money in the world at these at these space programs. So it would seem now would be the time to do it before you know the funding runs out and they go, eh, never mind. <laughs> so I don't know. I thought you know I think that that's cool. What do I think about it right now? I mean, it looks it looks like it. It looks like it could be. Um, but you know, again, we don't know until we can test that soil, and that's I'm kind of gonna be up in the air until then. So, mm-hmm. um, another thing that I kind of wanted to bring up, and you know, this is kind of just more for the people that follow me in general and kind of the things that I do. Um, a lot of you know that I work with an organization known as Parachills, and um, they have been having this which is a, a, a it's an international investigation organization and i am the um director for their department of Fortean studies and one of the things that they do is have like these different shows on youtube where we kind of have a panel and we do different things so they've started one this one that they do on wednesdays and it is about the current state of the uh you know uap disclosure and kind of what's happening there mm. I haven't been able to make these shows. Um, I mean, Wednesday, I kind of have, I mean, I have a lot going on every day. We're usually talking weird. We're talking weird, exactly. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I got a lot to do. Um, however, I did, I happened to just kind of enter the room because I do like to show up and kind of show my support. And again, they're live. So I like to say, hey, guys, you know, what's up? Especially because that's supposed to be my department. I don't know why they would schedule this without <laughs> me, but okay. Um, anyway, so I show up and there's this guy on there and he's going by the name of Sneaky Toaster. And he's actually on the panel, which is unusual for the Parachills people. Um, they don't typically let people up on panel like that. It's not really like an open discussion. It's, you know, it's, it's pretty close, but they got this guy up there. And um, he's making some pretty big claims. And, you know, he's talking about all this stuff that, you know, nobody, not nobody should really know. But he's talking about all this deep, you know, kind of conspiracy stuff. Well, it turns out he says that he's a government contractor, you know, and uh, he's, you know, speaking out because now it's the time. Things are being disclosed and he knows these things. He can't tell you what he does or why he does it or where he works and where he does it at. Um, but he knows all these things. Now, you know, of course, I get up there and some of the things that he was saying was kind of right on the money, but some of it was kind of strange. And, you know, I, I did find it all kind of very odd, but not in a good odd. And, um, you know, I, at first of all, I find it weird. Parachills is not a large channel. I think they've got like less than 5,000 subscribers. You know, why, if the guy has this much information, why are you going to these small channels telling people, you know? But I hear he's kind of bopping around the small channel circuit to tell people about these things. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's because we're the only people that are stupid enough to listen. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he is. He's kind of going around telling everybody. But some of the science and things that he was mentioning was wrong. And then, like, I noticed, you know, one thing that I noticed and one thing with with these people, because I do have I have two I have two informants that work at the at the at the base at Wright Pat or one's retired and one one works there. And um you know, there's kind of some things that I like to look for when people come out and say, hey, I work for the government. I know things about the government. Um, he wouldn't quote any documents whenever he was talking about stuff. Like he would he would talk. He would make like a big claim and wouldn't quote where you could find that claim in any of these disclosed documents over the many years that the government has been disclosing, you know, declassifying these documents. Um, but he would make references to media. So he would keep going back to like guests on Joe Rogan and books and things like that. Now. Well, that isn't a bad thing. I, I do think that the guy is simply an enthusiast, and I don't think that there's anything to it. So if you guys come across this sneaky toaster, um, <laughs> that's what he got. Funny name. Jesus, sneaky you really toaster. just fucking said that. Yeah, sneaky toaster. The sneaky toaster. Um, I, you know, I don't think that he really knows as that's much. That's not just a clever name. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's Fucking. what he does guys he's the government's toaster i don't know um he's actually a toaster <laughs> no, it's a disinformation campaign it kind of is isn't it probably yeah you know what, it, what did we learn uh last month charlie brown with the with the fucking cia uh infiltrating hate street with the with the hippies and shit in the 60s yeah. and charles yeah. manson like that's true you well, don't think true. you don't think they would have people uh infiltrating the cryptic communities talk shit online and spread disinformation well i, I feel like what's the point <laughs> well like well, just to make just like, to... i feel like of all the communities because there are people there are like known hoaxers that just you know make shit up and are like yeah, haha fooled them but right. i feel like the, the cryptozoology community is like small enough that's like what's the point it, well what's the point is, is that if you honestly believe that any of the shit could be real and that's there's some of these things exist existence is being kept from the general public then the point is to keep the existences kept from the general public and to discredit any type of research to prove the, you know the validity of this stuff yeah i guess um, that's fair <laughs> i mean if you think it's real if, if you think everyone's just kind of fucking 
yanking their crank and all this shit's bullshit, then no, it makes absolutely no sense for them to have any interest in this. But <laughs> if you think that this is real or there's a possibility that this is real, then it's very likely that there's some type of cover-up going on and that, yeah, they would have an interest in preserving it. It could be. It could be. Yeah. I just, you know, I would like to invite this sneaky toaster. Um, come on the show. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, right Let's get come on the show. I did end up getting on that panel for a little bit, um, but, uh, you know, it, there was like five other people there and I really didn't get to talk to him much one-on-one, but uh, Sneaky Toaster, I will talk to you. And if you're not comfortable, um, you know, coming on the show and kind of discuss, because I know that some things, I know some things and I can't, <laughs> that I can't disclose on the show. However, um, I will be more than happy to talk to you in private um, if if you would like. And, and if you're really serious and you really are a government contractor and you really know the truth about things, let's get it out there, man. Do it through me. I'm not afraid. Uh, you know, if I, everybody knows if, if I die, it's because they took me out. So, um. <laughs> right. That's the only way you're, <laughs> that's the only that's possible. That's the only way. Yeah. Same here. It's not heart disease. It's not. <laughs> It's not somebody's fucking husband coming for me. It's 100% I was assassinated by the fucking CIA. No yeah. matter how, how yeah. my death looks. That's what it is. I'm telling you. 100%. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. When I, I don't care was it the I'm... years of hard living? Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> I'll be 112. I'll finally kill over and people are like, oh, they, they got her. It's, it's a conspiracy. Finally got her. It's not the fucking Everclear. That's my, yeah, that's my yeah. legacy. Um. So, but no, yeah, no, Sneaky Tessa, really, I, I will talk to you. So I just wanted to... uh put that out there but it's kind of all do we know all right, oh, real quick not to dwell on this like that much longer but do we know where they're based out of nope no idea no he was okay. on the week before because that's what i was kind of asked i was asking my i was and i was like private messaging my people i'm like who is this person who is and they're just like i have some guy i'm like okay and is this and is this in that thing that you invite me to the the app thing Oh, Clubhouse? No, we're going to talk about Clubhouse, though, very soon. Oh, yeah. Um, but, no, this is uh, this is on YouTube. This is through the um, Parachills uh, YouTube channel. And right, it, I was paying attention to that. Okay, cool. So um, <laughs> he will probably be back again tomorrow is what I is what I. Suspect. Let me know. Let me know. I'll, I'll... Um, oh, I'm sorry. He'll be back again today. My bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I'll, I'll try to get the episode out before that. I don't know. Um, so well, I'll let you know, though, Pat. I'll, I'll send you the link if you want it. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll see, but, um, yeah, well, I mean, you know, come, come aboard guy. I will, I've got all the questions for you. Um, I'm very curious, you know, for, for you to answer them directly. So, and that's another thing, you know, you ask him a question and he doesn't just like, he kind of drags on and on and on. So he'll like pretend to answer the question in the beginning of a statement and then he'll segue into something else. And that's kind of his way of not really directly answering your question. Then he talks so long about so many other topics that by that point, he, he expects that you're exhausted and you're not going to go back and pick apart the statement that he just said. And I'm like, oh, well, that's a good sign of a good storyteller. I just think the guy wants to be involved. And you know what, guy? Let me tell you, this community is really, really wholesome. We invite everybody into it. If you just want to be involved, you, you can do that. You don't have to lie. Like, you can just be yourself and, like, join the discussion. Like, we, we love you. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but <clears throat> anyway, um. Enough about that, um, Pat. Did you have anything to, to add before I move on here? No, let's let's introduce our guest. Wonderful. So, Kenzie, hi. Hello. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the show. Do you Thank just kind of want to tell people who you are and kind of what you do and some of your things? Yeah, totally. So, my name is Kenzie Gleason. Um, I'm a cryptozoology podcaster and field researcher. Um, I have a solo podcast called the Crypto Chats Podcast, and I also have a podcast with the curator of the American Stalagaster Museum, Miss Sarah Cooper, um, and that is called Manic Pixie Dream Ghouls. 
Um, and I'm also, like I said, a cryptid field researcher. Um, and I work at the International Cryptozoology Museum in Portland, Maine. Wonderful. Now we're gonna we're gonna pick everything apart that you just said. First of all, I absolutely cool. adore Sarah so much. Yeah, I love her so much. Like she's, she's pretty. Yes, she's amazing. Now you guys. Oh, oh I won't get to that yet. Um, okay. so I met Kinsey <laughs> through. I'll, I'll tell you, I met Kinsey through the Clubhouse app. Um, which mm-hmm. I'm still, you know, admittedly, I don't even really know what I'm doing half the time. <laughs> I just know that, like, I get to talk sometimes. So. Yeah. <laughs> So that's how you do. Um, but we uh, we are part of the um, Bigfoot Society Club there on Clubhouse with uh, Jeremiah Byron, who's kind of made this beautiful empire, hasn't he? I mean, he's done oh, such yeah. a good job. I'm so impressed. It started um, with like six of us, and now it's grown, and there's so many people in it. It's, so it's, it's really cool to fun. see. It's it a is, lot of yeah. fun, and there's definitely different um, there's different like shows and different varieties of shows, and I think that we'll probably kind of add and take away as we see fit to yeah. to the club itself. Um, but you know, for now, consistently we've got the um, Wednesday night recording of the Bigfoot Society podcast, which happens uh, Wednesdays at what time is it? Nine thirty. Um, it's ten thirty Eastern, so nine thirty Central. Yeah, and then you know that's every every Wednesday evening, which mm-hmm. so far I've pretty much been consistently there for at least the last month. Um, so hopefully we'll <laughs> keep that rolling. And then um, my favorite, the five minute cryptozoology news every Saturday. I love that group. Central, or Eastern. I do too. I do I too. I think it's so neat. There's always so much cool stuff happening. It's nice to get everybody talking in like a really casual setting. So I feel like yeah. the recorded one sometimes is a little bit more, a little um, more professional. Up. Yeah. Yeah. But the the news one is so much more casual. I feel like everyone really gets to like put their input in on everything that's happening, and it's it's a lot more fun. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think it is a lot of fun. I'll try not to like spoil the new, like I won't specifically go search out news and so I can like listen to it. I will <laughs> have like authentic reactions. <laughs> but I do. I love that one a lot. And then um, every other Thursday, which is starting this this Thursday um, tomorrow for for you guys. Um, will be uh, the Cryptocasters um, mm-hmm. show, which is, I think, 9.30 Eastern, yeah. I believe. And uh, it's about, you know, different people that run different crypto- cryptozoology podcasts. And probably, I mean, likely that'll expand more. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, just because, you know, there's, there, I mean, there's, there's a decent amount of us, but there's not a lot of us. So, yeah. Um, you know, but it's a lot of fun to kind of discover other artists and kind of get on there, you know, plug your own shows. Um, it's oh, yeah. run by uh, Greg, who runs, um, what is it, All Things Weird on Instagram. He's a great guy. Um, and he loves to push out content. So, um, yeah, but, rules. I, yeah, no, I, I like everybody. I don't think I've ever, like, I haven't met anybody yet in the club. I'm like, I don't like that person. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, everyone's great. super friendly. I know. So, um, but no, that's, so that's how I was introduced to, to Kinsey and, um, actually Kinsey, I knew about your show beforehand. I just, really, I, I did. Oh, um, I, love that. Uh, <laughs> I did. I knew about it beforehand. I was, I think I was following it way before. Now I'm kind of, um, I, and I think a lot, a lot of us in that group kind of, we're all kind of new, right? We all kind of yeah. really hit, like, we all kind of really ran into this during the beginning of the pandemic, and I think that like, yeah, a lot of us can can relate to that. That's I know that's when I started my show was, you know, back in April of 2020, and you know a lot of us mm-hmm. kind of have similar stories and things like that. So, um, but you know, getting to know everybody's fun because even though you're new, like you know that there's people that's just as new as you are. So, but yeah. we also have some very seasoned people. Um, which is yeah, wonderful. for sure. I mean, for um, me, it was more like I started doing my like cryptozoology stuff on the internet with my name on it. Mm-hmm. In I started in August of last year. Um, I was a little okay. late to the game, but I've been doing this like research and this field investigation for years. I just, yeah. you know, was like, well, 
you know, it doesn't need to be a thing. Like I could just keep it to myself. And then I was like, well, might as well have some fun with it. It's something I love. So like might as well put it out there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and especially, you know, like I said, it's not like people are paying us to go out and go investigate yeah. these things. So, exactly. like, it, it doesn't hurt to, like, come up with other creative ways to yeah, <laughs> make exactly. money off of the job that you do, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, I, I, I'm here for it. But, yeah, so it's, you know, kind of just been a, a long time coming having you on the show. Eventually, I'll, you know, probably just circle through, you know, circuit through everybody with the clubhouse at least. Yeah. <laughs> Get everybody on, everybody's so great and everybody, everybody makes something and it's wonderful. Yeah. Um, so yeah so you know clubhouse if you need an invite let me know they just opened up for android um users i do believe i have a couple of invites left and i will get you guys on there if you want to i have 12 so if anyone wants to hit yeah i have so many (laughs) i don't know why i've only invited like four people ever i don't either i I think every single time i look i have more and i'm like i don't i don't know that many people why do you keep giving me these the more you invite the more you get i guess i I think that's how it works i don't know how it works either i think i have like five or something left oh and and well if anyone else needs an invite you let me know because i have so many to give (laughs) (laughs) i will do that yeah well we'll put your we're gonna have your social medias and all that in the in the the description (laughs) so um people will definitely be able to get a hold of you um so yeah so you started so i met i got introduced to the group uh via sarah cooper and i have no idea how i met her she just kind of appeared one day (laughs) and i love it like sounds about right (laughs) (laughs) i do i absolutely adore her i cannot wait um, we're all actually all, I'm, I'm pretty sure basically all of us are going to be at CryptidCon this year oh, yeah. so that's going to be it's going to be so much fun it's, it's so that's going to be like incredible like we're going to like have to rent out a bar and all do karaoke yes. together and like really just like leave our mark on Lexington Lexington Kentucky well and that's what I was th- like I just rented our Airbnb for it and um, it, it's it's me and Anne going and mm-hmm. I, you know I did it with the thought in mind that maybe everybody kind of wants to get back together at some point and yeah. maybe you know come by and so you know, but I don't know. Maybe other people did that, too. We'll just see who has the coolest Oh, yeah. Sarah and I have been planning to throw a party from the beginning. Do it. So Do don't it. you worry. We have already got in the works. Okay. Well, I'll let you guys handle it then. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Either way, I'll be there, and I, I will be very drunk, so. Hell, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so, um, you, but you guys just had this event. You guys just met for the first time this past weekend. Is that right? Yeah. I drove down to Maryland for her whiskey tasting event. Um, and we met for the first time. It was incredible. Um, Sarah and I have very similar personalities and we have the same sense of humor. We're very much like the same person in different bodies. Um, so meeting was just like, you know, hanging out with an old friend and I know you saw our our new episode, but filming together in the same room was so much fun. Yeah. We're both losing our minds. Like we, we filmed at like, you know, 1230 at night. We were both, we had been drinking all day. We went drunk ghost hunting um, <laughs> before we started filming, and we were so tired, um, but it was so much fun, and I was like, if we could do every so- episode like this, it would be like, it would be a blast, because like, filming over Zoom, also a great time, um, and you know, we get along really well over Zoom as well, but I think our um, our banter when we're together is just so much more fun. Yeah, I, I didn't see this week's episode, because um, it just came out yesterday, well, fuck it whatever i think technically today (laughs) recently yeah um but i know i'm saying yesterday for since podcast comes out on wednesday um but no i watched the i watched the two previous to that and you guys are you guys do have great chemistry thank you and you're very funny and entertaining (laughs) and uh the fact that you drink during the whole thing oh yeah refreshing as well oh yeah (laughs) 
Me and Sarah have gotten in arguments because we do a lot of Instagram lives together too. Usually after we record, we'll go live on Instagram and just chat with everybody. And we get in fights sometimes because we drink different drinks. Well, and Sarah's I, te- technically, I mean, she's drinking White Claws and you're drinking the hard, the truly seltzer. Yeah, well, so I it, drink the tea ones, so she's she's oh, of the okay. opinion that White Claws are superior, and I don't agree. So we we argue about it sometimes, but at the end of the day, we're both still drunk, so that's what really matters. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Everybody wins. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. I'm not. I'm not into those. You know, I just had my first. Uh, I think it was a White Claw. Uh, at that bonfire I had like two weeks ago, um, I I don't drink. I, I listen if I drink, guys, I'm I'm coming to get drunk. And White Claw will drive will drive you there definitely. Oh yeah, no seriously. Yeah, because they go down. There's they're a clean wash, so there's, mm-hmm. they're not like a, a too much of an aftertaste. Depends on what kind you get though. Yeah. But um, yeah, they go down real easy. They're great for chasing shots, and like they definitely sneak up on you too. Oh yes, they really do. I like Ooh. White Claw. I do like White Claws. I just prefer these other ones because they just taste better. Sure. My uh, my one friend was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm I'm you know, I'm a little buzzed, and she had drank like five of them, and I'm like, aren't you full? Like, <laughs> I don't know what was going on there. She might have been an acid or something too, but like, friends, <laughs> guys, I know if, alcoholics. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, usually between like two and three, like you're pretty good, and then yeah. you know, if if you smoke with them or whatever, like yeah, it, things can spiral quick. Yeah, them, which is kind of what makes them fun. It's like they're, you know, rolling the dice, man. Let's see what happens. They also have no calories in them, and they're not—they don't have sugar in them, so they don't get as hungover the next day. That's true. In that theory, is true. but it yeah, depends theory, what you're yeah. doing along. Yeah, you don't necessarily get the the you know pancreatic shock or whatever from like ODing <laughs> up sugar, but you, I mean, like I I shoot alcohol and like yeah, I'll like smoked open shit too. So like it it all at some point. It all hits you. Co-mingles. It doesn't feel great the next day, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Period. It just depends on how drunk. I mean, you know, my drink of choice, everybody knows, is is, is rum and Coke. Mm. Um, And, you know, that's just kind of what I do. Very heavy rum and Coke, but also shots of rum while I chase it with my rum and Coke. Um, my God. my game it's terrible guys my game is always the same I'm like I'm gonna get really drunk really fast and then I'm gonna like stop drinking and then like I'll sober up and then like I'll be fine well that never happens and I get really <laughs> drunk really fast and then I just keep drinking yeah <laughs> so I don't know I just, just I don't remember what it's like to like have an actual mixed drink anymore because I can't make mixed drinks to save my life oh, no. so I never make them um, but when we went down to Maryland we we're at a bar and you know, we got drinks and I was like gone off of one drink. And I was like, oh my God, I forgot what it's like to drink at a bar. It's like the drinks are always so much like heavier and you get drunk was, way faster. How was it just being out in public and stuff? Very like, weird. I don't, it was so yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. That is really weird. Especially in a different state. Yeah. Being out in public true. in a like a different state, like 10 hours away from where I live. I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> is it really that far from you? Well, so technically it's an eight-hour drive, but I mean, I have to drive through New York, so okay. there's just like always a ton of traffic. Yeah. We got stuck in traffic both ways. Oh. I ended up having to drive through New York City, Oh. which was miserable, Yeah, that and I don't want to ever do it again. <laughs> I really do well, not like it. I'm, I'm sure you could take a work around and probably be about the same amount of time. If yeah, on the way back, we ended up that. going around instead, and we still got stuck in a ton of traffic, and oh, I was like, well, okay, well... That's wild. No, I didn't realize that there was that much of a difference. I mean, you know, you think the tiny, you guys are all yeah. in the tiny states and you think in the tiny states, you know, you're kind of 
which I guess you kind of are, you know, some of the stuff like you, you, you live in one state and work in another, don't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I live in New Hampshire and I work that's in right. Maine that's um, right. and I live like an hour away from where I work currently. Right. But that's right, not yeah. too bad. And like, I just like you, you look at some of these states on the map, like Massachusetts, for example, you look at Massachusetts and you're like, that's a kind of small state, but then it takes you like three hours to drive through it. And you look at Connecticut and you're like, that's a small state. And then you're driving into Connecticut for so long. You're like, how is that? How am I still in Connecticut? <laughs> it's like impossible to get through. Also, the Jersey Turnpike is the longest road on the planet. I'm and convinced the- <laughs> because I was driving on it for like five hours and I was like, where am I? <laughs> it's like the Bermuda Triangle. It's just you lose Literally, time. Literally. I, I was like, I'm pretty sure it. I've started at the beginning like three times now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's terrible. Well, you know, Pat and I, be, we're both Midwesterners, so, like, mm-hmm. you know, Pat knows we kind of, we drive everywhere. Like, we don't really fly anywhere. We just drive everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> we're just, like, we're, like, whatever. It's a nine-hour drive. It's not far. Well, it's, like, it's weird no, because I, being from New England, it's, like, I can drive an hour in any direction and be in a different state. So, yeah. driving through one state for three hours is, like, yeah. incredibly weird and just, like, does not feel right at all. St. Louis is kind of like my cutoff. Like that's like five and a half hours from here, mm-hmm. and anything longer than that, and I think I would get super antsy. Yeah, like yeah, like I like was you know Milwaukee's an hour and a half. Uh, very Indiana, we can drive pretty much from here to the border of Ohio, Indiana, and that's three hours. Um, but like when you start talking about like five and a half, six hours, like I don't know if I could do more than that in a day. That's like fair. I would need to stop somewhere, you know. I guess, that I, makes I guess I don't mind it so much. I, I'm I'm a good well. First of all, I don't I don't drive these places. Anne does, so she <laughs> she's the driver. Um, but you know you gotta have a good road tripping buddies. You know what I mean? Like doing that with my kid, no. Uh, yeah. Doing that with a couple of friends and a couple of joints, hell yes. You know that's a, yeah. that's a big difference. Well, see, I was so. I drove down with my best friend too, and like we we've spent a lot of time in a car together. So I was like, this is not that bad. Even like right. with all the traffic, I was like, you know, this is fine. But me and Sarah have a lot of events coming up this year, and it's going to be a lot of me driving eight hours down to Maryland, a lot of the time by myself. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, that's true. I guess once you do it so often, I mean, it just kind yeah. of, you know, I guess I get so excited for the destination anyway. I mean, most of the time if I'm taking a trip anywhere, it's 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 for investigations. And so, yeah, that's true. you know, and it's always, so not always, you know, it's either somewhere that I, I know is going to have, you know, I've never been to, so I'm excited to go out and explore, or it's somewhere that I've been to and I know there's a lot of activity, so yeah. I'm excited to go out and explore. So yeah, just, that's very fair. You know, it's just kind of one of those things, but wow, but that is, that is really cool. I'm really glad that you guys got to meet it. Sounds like it ended up being kind of like a little mini cryptid event there. Is that? Oh yeah, absolutely. So there was um, me and Sarah and, you know, she had her museum table and then Jamie Snell was there um, and he's an artist. He does a lot of really cool cryptid art. Um, And as far as like cryptid creators goes, like that was it. But um, there were a lot of people that showed up that are also part of the community that just happened to be in the area and popped by. So it was really fun. That sounds like it was really fun. I'm so sad I missed it. I, and I kind of knew that's about okay. it in advance, but I was like, do I know about this long enough in advance to make it happen? Yeah, that's <laughs> fair. <laughs> you know, she keeps inviting me to all this great stuff. You know, she went to the, uh, what was that? The 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 weird and wonderful uh, art thing or whatever. Oh, it was yeah. Yeah, now. the art party. Yeah, like she went there and like she's down there, right? And then like all of a sudden my Instagram's like blowing up with all these people that are following me. And then I'm like looking at these people and I'm looking that they like just posted pictures of Sarah. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like texting Sarah. I'm like, 
what's going on? What are you what are you saying about me down there? <laughs> like, she's like, girl, it's not me. Everybody's talking about you because I'm kind of the, I'm like the moth lady. So everybody, I yeah. guess everybody in West Virginia knows who I am now. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good thing though. <laughs> it's, well, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that sad about it. Uh, it just depends. The Point Pleasant residents don't like me very much, but everybody oh, else well. there does. So <laughs> <laughs> everybody else loves me. Um, that's so funny. Uh, so, no, I'm excited. There's going to be a lot of different events, and I'm definitely going to catch, I know I'm going to catch Sarah at some of them. I hope that I catch Kenzie at some of them and, and everybody and so forth. It's been so fun to make all these friends online, and now I I'm, like, I'm finally starting to get the chance to kind of meet everybody. And, of course, eventually it's... Pat and I are going to come together, and the world's going to just explode or something. I don't know. Um, we'll yeah, see. seriously. <laughs> I can't wait. I, like, I love to see it. It's so nice to, like, it see is. everybody meeting up with their pals, their online pals. And I'm really yeah. excited for CryptidCon because a lot of us are going to be there. Like, I almost know. everybody. It's going to be, be yes, It's going to be such a big thing. I can't, anybody that's not on board yet, I'm like, you need to go. Like, I'm telling you. It's I in know. November. You have plenty of time to plan. You need to go. <laughs> We've been trying to get Jeremiah to go. That's That seems to be the hardest one. Is He's like, what does he need to go? What is, do we need to crowdfund him some tickets? I mean, what does that's he need? what I keep saying is, like, we'll crowdfund you. And he's like, oh, well, I'll sell my stickers. And I'm like, don't tempt me, man. I'll buy all your stickers. I think we should just do it. I think we should yeah. just set up a little GoFundMe and just do it. And, I and agree play. because I think he desperately needs to be there. I agree. Yes, he does. He's kind of like I said. He's kind of the daddy of the clubhouse club. He needs to, <laughs> club you know, he needs to be there. <laughs> he is clubhouse daddy. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's gonna listen to this and he's gonna be like, "Wow, I hate that." <laughs> <laughs> but secretly love it. I know it's it's yeah. hard. Um, yeah. <laughs> so funny but no I'm, I'm down for that I mean I think we should do it because yeah. I mean between all of us yeah we'll get him there I mean it's not that big of a deal he just needs to make sure he's got the time I, yeah, that's what I I'm going to tell him you just need to make sure you have the time because we're going to get you here so yeah, <laughs> but anyway so you um, you just started at the International Cryptozoology Museum right not, yeah. not that long ago probably within what the last month you've been yeah, there yeah I think it's been about a month now how did you how did you stumble upon that one so um, I follow Lauren Coleman on Twitter, uh -huh. and he tweeted one day about how he was looking to fill some summer intern positions, and, you know, he tweeted about how he, he needed people to, like, write in to him, like, physically mm -hmm. write him a letter or mail him their resume, and he was like, I won't be taking any calls or emails, and I was like, you know, I love that museum. I, you know, before I started working there, I went there all the time. And also, I think Lauren Coleman's very cool. So I was like, this yeah. would be a cool opportunity. So I, I wrote him a letter um, and I don't own a printer. So I did not print out my resume. Literally just wrote him a little letter being like, please hire me. I'm qualified <laughs> and mm -hmm. sent it to him. Um, and he emailed me a couple weeks later and asked me to come in. And I was there for my interview probably about 10 minutes. And then I was hired on the spot. So wow now have you met lauren coleman prior to this prior to this no no yeah. i just i gave him the links to like my podcasts and like yeah. my instagram and he was like when he emailed me he was like you know you're clearly very qualified to speak on cryptozoology and i was like man that feels good to hear that's, that's <laughs> a really, i mean congratulations again Thank on it it's, it is a really big you know because lauren coleman he's kind of uh you know jeremiah is the the daddy of clubhouse but lauren coleman's like the daddy of cryptozoology right i mean yeah. he's a, He's Gene like, calls know. him the godfather of cryptozoology. <laughs> he, he really is, isn't he? Now, I mean, especially right now, I mean, he's he's the staple. I mean, you know, we've of course we've had people, you know, before him, but for our generation, you know, that's definitely. I mean, I know that's where I got my start at was reading yeah. um, his, you know, cryptozoology, A to Z, and um, 
I used to frequent the Cryptomundo website, which he helped write oh, yes, on, yep. and you know stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, were you were you starstruck when you when you met him, or were you able to kind of um, keep it? Kind of. I'm. I have like a very weird. My teenage years were very strange and full of same. like a lot of fame. Oh, um, yeah. For like a weird reason. Um, but which is I was Twitter famous as a teenager, and I was like famous in the metalcore scene <laughs> oh. and i was friends with a lot of like bands in the metalcore scene and i got to meet a lot of people who were super famous in that scene oh. and um it was like a whole thing and i kind we of need to talk off off the record sometimes yeah. like we have like similar childhoods um... yeah for sure <laughs> i would love to you know what's funny That's is my roommate um who is now one of my absolute closest friends was actually one of the people um when i was a teenager who used to try to hook me up with like street teams to try uh-huh. to get street teams like more recognition wow. <laughs> i was like that's so funny and like we didn't even know and yeah now we live together and we're super close friends and we're like that's hilarious this um, such a world yeah but because of that all that stuff that you know I did when I was a teenager I am very much under the assumption and like I guess just like general uh, notion that famous people are just normal people and I don't really like see them I'm like yeah this is a really cool opportunity like this is cool but like I'm not you know at a loss for words talking to you sure and that's how it was with lauren too i was like i was nervous more because i was like this is a really huge opportunity for me and i would love to get this job um but you know i wasn't like oh my god like it's lauren coleman i can't even believe it i was just right. like yeah that's a man <laughs> right yeah well yeah, that's, that's a guy <laughs> yeah that's well that's understandable now yeah. is what is it like working with him uh, is he i mean i think he's there he's there often isn't he he's pretty much always there kind of i i have only seen him a handful of times since i started working there i mostly work with gene and nate um yeah. and they're and both wonderful nate, by the way nate is awesome yeah i, I love working with him um, so I work with him and Jean more often and every once in a while I see Lauren. I saw him the other day uh, on Monday when I went in because um, I went in a little early to bring in the Sally Gaster whiskey that I bought for everybody and I, I brought one back for the museum as well. Um, okay. So I saw him for like a second, but he doesn't come in that often. He stops by every once in a while, but he, he manages it a lot from like home where he's doing all of his other work. So. And that's yeah i mean that's understand i mean you know what the guy has has worked his butt off enough he deserves oh, yeah. the rest oh for sure <laughs> so that's yeah he's definitely like, earned some time away from the museum that's for sure now are you going to be part of this uh salamander expedition that's going on i have no idea okay <laughs> we got we got that flag in the other day and lauren texted me and said hey can you guys take a picture of this we were like, yeah, sure. And we were both just kind of like, we don't really know what this is about. <laughs> we have oh. like almost no information about it. Um, and then Lauren was posting about it. And I was hoping that he would answer some of the questions about, you know, if it's going to be happening at the museum, like what's going on with it on Facebook so that I could be like, okay, now I understand. Uh, but I honestly might just ask Nate when I go in on Thursday and be like, hey, man, like, do you know any more about this? Because I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. <laughs> I'm really curious to see um, what you know what kind of comes out of that whole situation. It sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't me think too. I want to see it, but uh, you know, not 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 yet. Um, but I, I would love to see more of this happening, and it's kind of it's kind of good to see stuff like this coming back again after mm-hmm. you know the pandemic and things like that. So, yeah, I agree. Um, it'll be really exciting. But I hope you I hope you do. I hope you do get like an honorary uh, you know 
<laughs> spot on the expedition. That would be great. Would yeah, you do would it? Be, I oh, absolutely, I would do it. I don't, I don't know if we'd end up getting honorary spots because someone still has to run the museum. Yeah. Um, but I, I would take it in a heartbeat because that would be so cool. Yeah, that's really cool. So what, um, what, what got you started in, 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 in the cryptozoology? I mean, what was your, you know, earliest, uh, kind of encounter with this world, and, and, and what made you like what. Was there any particular monsters that that you were so excited to get involved with, or you know, want to learn more more about that kind of started you off? Or well, so I actually got my start in the like paranormal investigation world. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was so my dad is a paranormal investigator. He has been since he was a teenager. He's in his fifties now. Um, and when I was a kid, my dad and I are very very close. And when I was a child, I just wanted to do nothing but hang out with him all the time. And I would beg my parents to to let me go ghost hunting with my dad. Um, and for about a year and a half, they were like, listen, you can't go. You're too young. Um, and eventually they gave up and were like, okay, you can go. So I started doing field paranormal field investigation with my dad when I was eight years old. Um, and around that time, uh, learning that I had started doing this with my dad, my Nana, who used to babysit me a lot when I was a kid, mm-hmm. started to talk to me about she was very into ufology. And yeah. uh, sh- her like, big focus was like, the correlation between UFO sightings and Bigfoot sightings. That was like her big yeah. thing that she really liked to research. So when I was a kid, when she started to like learn that I would go ghost hunting with my dad, she started to try to tell me stories about, you know, UFO sightings and Bigfoot sightings and kind of teach me about all this stuff. Cause she was like, okay, well, if you're doing this thing and like, this doesn't scare you, like, how about this stuff? And I was like, wow, that's really cool. And I remember being like a small kid and sneaking downstairs at two in the morning to watch like spike tv or something yeah and there was a show on about mothman and it was like a very dramatized retelling of like the original mothman encounter um and i was like wow that's so cool and i remember being so scared of it but being like wow that's so sick like yeah (laughs) which i knew it was up with that guy and from there like you know i did field paranormal field investigation with my dad until i was about 16 and then i started to switch gears a little bit into um, focusing more on cryptozoology um, by myself and like my dad and I still go ghost hunting we still do that very regularly mm-hmm. um, and it's still very important to me but um, I changed gears in my teen years and started to focus more on cryptozoology because it just was more of my passion mm-hmm. um, so that's kind of how I got where I am now and you know like I said earlier I didn't start posting on the internet about this this side of myself and like all of my research and you know this part of me until very recently because um, yeah. I just was like well I don't really need to it's you know I'm content doing it on my own and just sure. keeping my research to myself and you know during the pandemic I was um, dating somebody who was very supportive and he was like you know you're very passionate about this you love this stuff like you should start talking about it online and just you know, try to teach people about some of these weird, obscure cryptids that you know a lot of stuff about because it makes you happy. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. So I kind of started my my show as a YouTube series and then eventually transitioned into a podcast. And now I've got my solo show and my show with Sarah. So it's sure. really cool to see like kind of where it's gone. Yeah, I definitely, you know, that's one thing is that, you know, I've really been enjoying the sense of community 
oh, yeah. um, you know, with it since also becoming, because I didn't do social media and stuff until about this time last year. Yeah. Um, you know, and I just wasn't, I was never like, I, I, I've had to learn so much. I have no idea. I don't, I don't know how to hashtag and stuff. Kind of. I don't know <laughs> why, but like, I don't, I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, but okay, you're I just doing was, great. Well, thank you. I was just, uh, you know, I had no idea. I'm like, you know, I had to learn all this stuff. I'm like reading guides, like how to get the most reach out of the things that you post about and how to yeah. do this and that and the other. And I'm just like, and I never, you know, I never filmed anything before and decided yeah. to make a documentary. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing it. So I really love that we're all kind of in that same boat of like, we don't really know what we're doing, but we're having fun with it. So right, we're here. Well, because then you get into the community and then like, you no, I'm, I'm 40. I've fucked up more things than you guys have even attempted. <laughs> This is this is like the last ditch for me. A- after this, nobody gives a shit about me anymore. So oh, don't is... say no, that. <laughs> I will say that Pat has been Pat's been one of my biggest cheerleaders. He really has. He's like, I didn't make it. You need to make it for me. I'm like, oh, okay, I will. I'll do it for well, that's what that's what happens when you become a parent. You just kind of give up on your own life, and you're like, well, maybe you'll do better. <laughs> well, I appreciate the heck out of you. So. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it is really interesting. Now, are there any with your research and things? Because I I don't know, I don't really know what you got in your back pocket. Um, do you have any like big theories on anything specific that you you kind of that you can share? I know some of it we kind of have to not share all of it, but I mean, I don't kind of... really. I'm like, if you want to steal my theories, that's fine. They're usually bullshit anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> clearly, I think very highly of my own work. Um, I don't know my th- I. Some of the theories I have, like, I, you know, I don't know if I could think of any, like, really solid ones right off the top of my head right now, but um, I have some theories about, like, the Dover Demon, and, you Mm -hmm. know, New Hampshire has the Wood Devils of Coas County, and I have some theories, you know, concerning them, but, like, I don't know, I, I would rather, like, sit and research, like, what is available, like, available information on, like, what, you know, whatever topic I'm looking at and then you know if it's something that i can get to i like to Mm -hmm. go out and like kind of do my own field research on it i've you know been doing the wood devils research for a couple years now um where i've just been going out in the field and i have a couple spots that that i circle around through um throughout the year um and that's like kind of cool going pretty well i mean i'm going out this week so you know if there's any big updates or anything i'm sure i'll let everyone well, that's know what but... I tell people a lot of the job is just sitting in the woods looking at nothing yes and then something so. happens and it makes all that time that you spent doing nothing so worth yeah. it <laughs> well it's fun because like my investigation team like i have a little team of people and we all go ghost hunting together as well so yeah and we're all really good friends so it's like even though we're just sitting out in the woods it's like still a fun time because we get to do it together yeah yeah <laughs> um, you know, I have like my puck wedgies investigation I've been doing for a while and it's just, you know, it's a slow process of like sure. trying new things and doing things differently and just trying to figure out what works. And I don't know, maybe eventually I'll have a big breakthrough and I can share it with everybody. But yeah, well, it, I mean, it is. A, I mean, you know, that's the thing you got to realize is that, you know, um, these investigators have been around for a very, very long time now. While they they have contributed these small pieces, you know, to to the big picture, um, nobody's you know disco- really discovered Bigfoot yet, right? Yeah. I mean, nobody's you know it's it's just all these tiny things that eventually will add up to it. I mean, will we have that holy grail one of these days? It could happen. I think it could. Yeah. Um, but you know, until it does, all we're doing is is furthering the research for the next you know generation. And yeah, that's absolutely. Kind of, um, Speaking you know, of which. 
Oh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of which, like this being a generational research thing, is there any stories from your grandma that are worth sharing? I hate to put you on the spot like that, but like you talked about her kind of passing down all the stuff that she had collected over the years. I mean, she she was like an old lady who like barely knew how to use the Internet. Um, and she didn't do like any field research or anything. She literally would just like go on Google at the library and like look up articles. <laughs> oh, I didn't know if it, I didn't know if it was something like, you know, old people like tell stories and shit. I don't yeah. know. For me like that, I'm, I, you know, she gave me some very valuable stories that shaped me into who I am today. And she just passed recently. So I, you know, I wanted to at some point be able to talk to her and be like, hey, like, what are your favorite Bigfoot stories? You know, some of the ones you told me when you when I was a kid. Um, but unfortunately, she she passed. So I, I don't have that opportunity now. So I'm kind of just, you know, remembering some of the things like, you know, like, oh, what is that place called? Like Ape Canyon? Is that what it's called? Oh, you know I talk about. think that is called Ape Can. I know what you're talking about, but I, I don't know for yeah, sure. Yeah, she really liked that. She thought that was neat. That was like one of her favorite things. And like, I feel like that's she, not the actual name of it, though. No. I, I feel like it's called something else. Uh, oh, well. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, so I do. I'm, I know. I'm yeah. a little drunk, so like. Yeah, it's on, it's on Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, no, it's not, on Wikipedia. search engine, so doing my best. No, you're fine. <laughs> that's so funny well that's yeah i mean that's i think that's pretty neat though i mean you come from a a a line of you i mean with me like my mom is does not is not interested in this she's just recently started like getting into some of the stuff she's been watching some shows on tv and i'm not a great fan of the shows on tv when it comes to representing you know investigators but (laughs) at least she's representing investigators i'm like well maybe not the best course of action but i do like watching them because sometimes i'm just like that's silly yeah sometimes (laughs) it is so silly when we had tobias whalen on which Mm -hmm. you know i've I've been friends with for a while you know i've read his book i I just watched his episode in expedition x and Mm -hmm. they um you know they went to point pleasant and they went into the bunkers and they did this and, and that's my stomping ground and i'm just like this is just so ridiculous guys they're like yeah. so they're like they're like in a they're like in a boat right and they're out there on the water down there in the tnt area and you can't touch that well let me tell you right now you touch that water you got instant cancer it's horrible cool. it's it's like and, and they're like in a boat and then like the guy like sticks a camera like in the water but he like sticks oh his hand in the water i'm like what are you guys doing oh my god <laughs> See, I like that aspect of it though sometimes because it's definitely entertaining and I'm like you guys are being foolish like and I'll be sitting there watching it being like oh well this is what I would have done yeah it's are true. Like, shut up like we don't care <laughs> right I mean gosh pay me money I'll go do it the right thing I know right um <laughs> you know but I guess I right I get you know they're they're willing to go do the stupid stuff I guess so maybe that's why they make the money I don't know <laughs> stick their hand in the and the infected uh the, the TNT cancer water. water the cancer water yes <laughs> i'm like i won't touch that like we came up upon this area because we've been all over that area just because the history is, is so interesting anyway and but we've been all over we came across this one area and it's like you can like you, you can't really like you have to like stop at some point because you have to cross over the water yeah and it's not and it's right where you know you can just step into the water and i'm like guys I'm not stepping in that yeah. water. And I'm not letting any of you step into yeah, that water. I don't know about that. Probably don't. <laughs> I'm like, there's TNT and DNT and who knows what else in that. Yeah. No, we're not going it. We're not doing this. 
So, you know, it was just, but it, it is, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, it can be entertaining because you're just like, that's not how this works. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's a silly way to do that, but okay. I'm well, glad you said that though, because I've been dying to get down there and I literally never would have thought like, hey, maybe don't touch the water that's right next to all this this stuff oh, well first of all if you go down there i'm going with you cool. um Sounds second good. of all yes I, I will take you i will take you and and I be a personal tour guide um second of all don't go when it's raining because then the water rises and kind of seeps yeah. into the ground otherwise and so <laughs> you know and then it makes it like a like a terrible cancer swamp so it's cancer <laughs> swamp not you know, the it's ideal not, it's, vacation destination. Yes, go to the. Let's go see the beautiful cancer swamps in, in West Virginia. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it, it's uh, uh, it's something. No, it's 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 a lot of fun. I'm I go there almost every other weekend. I haven't been going lately because it's been winter and winter. Yeah, you know, that's fair. Do anything, but I understand um, that. Yeah, so I mean, I, no, I'm I'm happy to. I, I tell everybody, I'm like, I will tour you. I, I would love any that. reason to go, I will yeah. go. So, <laughs> but. Anyway, um, so a couple of the things that, you know, we want to talk about. I mean, I, I do think it's interesting that you brought up the fact that you were, you know, Twitter Twitter famous for your, so you don't do that, you don't do that kind of stuff anymore? You're not in that circuit anymore? I don't, yeah, I don't want you to get too personal with no, it. No, I mean, I, you know, I was a teenager and I was like, this is so cool. This is so great. And then yeah. after a while, like things got really hairy. Um, yeah. And it's, I'll tell you about it another time because it gets like real sketchy. Yeah, but I deleted that Twitter and I was like, I'm done with this. Like, I'll move on. And I remade my one that I currently have now, like just a couple of years ago. Um, so for a while, I was like, I just don't I don't want to be on that platform again. Like that part of my life was very weird. So I just yeah. but every once in a while, I've thought about like what would be my life if I did still have that account. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it would not be the way it is now if yeah. I still hold, like, held on to that um, yeah. Twitter account I had when I was 15. Yeah. I mean, as vague as you're talking, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like, I'm sure you won't be surprised about what I, I have to tell you, but... <laughs> Yeah, no, it's we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, that's no, that's interesting. So you know, one of the things that um, that I I like to talk about a lot because you know there's some very obvious um, there, there's some very obvious differences with people like myself and Kenzie and people like Sarah and things like that compared to the rest of this community. And the differences of that is, and I'm just going to put it out there, is that we're young, hot ladies. Yes. Right. And so it's, um, I know I've, I've kind of faced my own challenges and I've, you know, kind of talked about them a little bit on the show. Kitsy, have you had any challenges oh being my a young God, hot lady yeah. in this community? <laughs> I, like, all the time. I, at the beginning of the year, um, and, like, I've talked about this before. I talked about it on Clubhouse before. I've talked about it, like, on our Instagram lives before I had somebody um, who I, I'm not going to name them because I feel like they've suffered enough under my sure. wrath. Um, but I, you know, they had posted like, Hey, I want to interview somebody for my podcast. And I was like, yeah, totally. And I like, m you know, replied to it. And I was like, I would love to be interviewed for your show. And they straight up replied to me and said, based on your profile, I don't think that you are experienced, serious or knowledgeable enough about cryptozoology to be worth interviewing. Wow. And I was like, okay, so based on the fact that, you know, you looked at my Instagram profile, you saw that I'm a young, hot woman, mm -hmm. and you said there's no possible way she could be worth interviewing. 
Um, and, you know, I replied to him and I was like, hey, man, I have 16 years of field investigation experience. Right. And yeah. like in the paranormal and in cryptozoology. So like that alone is more than you have in your whole body. So like yeah. I like don't I know that I don't look like the type of person who would be out there in the woods doing this stuff, but I am. And right. it's, you know, really upsetting to me that you can jump to that conclusion based on my looks and just decide that I'm not worth knowing. Um, um, excuse me, the, the, the 40-year-old white podcaster <laughs> wants to uh, interrupt your sure. conversation about... Sure. <laughs> so, so, okay, you're... Guys, you're going about this all wrong. Okay. <laughs> I'd have to, I'm talking to the, the, the male audience members that are... <laughs> gatekeepers and are using it to do this like this is the exact opposite of what you're supposed to do i wholeheartedly agree <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. this, this is you're not supposed to punish uh chicks for being high you're supposed to open doors for them yes and these are the people that you want to interview are you crazy like why would you not want to interview <laughs> fucking hot guests like this, it's counterintuitive and that's why like when they say like involuntarily celibate, like no, <laughs> it's you know you're just going about everything's completely fucking wrong. Yeah. Not saying that you would have slept with this guy if you were on no, a fucking show, but like, <laughs> what the fuck are you thinking? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I whatever that's that's not. I'll be I'll be completely honest. That's not the experience I thought that you were going to relate. Yeah. Of of somebody actually closing a door in your face. Oh yeah. Because of the way that you look, because that like I said is completely counterintuitive, but. Man, that's got to fucking suck. Yeah, it's not great. It honestly, like, it's it's really, I don't know, it's very discouraging. Um, and I feel like I, as a person, have a lot to offer. And I have a lot to bring to the table in terms of mm -hmm. conversations about cryptozoology. So when this kind of stuff happens, I'm like, listen, man, I didn't ask to be born with titties. Like, I did not ask for this. Right. And yet here I am trying to make the best of it and you're being rude well, to me because i have boobs how does that even make sense though like why know. why would you why would because if anything you're going to have a greater appeal yeah like somebody's think. yes somebody's <laughs> seeing a picture of like oh this is who i'm interviewing this week like people will check that out you know what yeah. i mean i think it goes back to a lot of the like that thing that's imprinted and like ingrained in a lot of people's brains that like women are lesser than men yeah which is just not true but like you know we still have like a society that views women especially like traditionally pretty women and like women who are confident as stupid and yeah i might be a dumb bitch but like i'm not stupid you know <laughs> but like it's true it's like you know, I know that I'm young and I know that I'm pretty and like, but I'm really smart and I have a lot to bring to the table. Yeah, but that also equals marketable and yeah. like well, and attention getting and like, and yeah, that's what's so fucking stupid is yeah. like. And I think it, that's part of the reason Sarah and I's podcast does so well is that we've just been like, okay, well, if you don't like it, you don't have to listen to us. But like the people who want to hear what we have to say because we're hot and interesting and funny are gonna stick around two, and listen i watched two episodes yeah i mean <laughs> well there we go <laughs> well and let, let me ask you is, has there been because it was what i thought was interesting about your podcast is that it is youtube only mm -hmm. um which i guess makes sense yeah. but has there ever been any uh thought about releasing it in like audio only format or like that's not even the are you, we do have it in audio only as well 
It's um, oh. it's on Spotify and Apple and Google and anywhere you can get podcasts. But we put it on YouTube as well, just because we go through the trouble of recording the Zoom call. We might as well. And Sarah yeah. and I both are at the the same idea of like, you know what? If people are gonna not take us seriously because we're hot, because we're hot, or like whatever, like we're just gonna and you know, people are like, you guys are cute, whatever. We're gonna use it to our advantage and be like, all right, well here we go. Yeah. You think <laughs> we watch our show? <laughs> I was watching the the Springfield Jack episode, and I was <laughs> I was like, no, it was the Melonhead one, and I was like, which I know you're not supposed to say, apologies, but uh, <laughs> I was like, holy shit, like. They put on makeup for this. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. As somebody that as somebody that streams like RPG games, sometimes like you know that whole thing like on on Twitch, I do that like every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I don't get dressed. For, I mean, fair. I have cl- I have clothes on, but like I'm not like <laughs> I don't put on like an outfit or anything. Yeah. Well, it's funny because you usually can't see the bottom half of me, but I'm usually wearing pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every stream that I do. <laughs> well you know and that's kind of my whole um my whole personal brand and that's kind of how i started with this because i model also yeah and so you know and and i i realized really quickly that you know people aren't taking me aren't going to take me seriously because i'm I'm a hot young lady yeah and um you know but i have a lot of women that come to me and tell me how much i boost their confidence and make them feel comfortable and things like that the other side of it too is sarah and i very much like when i was a kid I wanted to be a cryptozoologist. I really wanted to be in the field, but there was no woman representation. And right. I was like, well, this isn't for me. I guess I can't do this. Right. Um, and Sarah right. and I, our entire goal and like, you know, what we're doing by like running a booth together at CryptidCon and like, you know, her and I are very friendly, very approachable people. Our whole goal is to like kind of be that, you know, representation for young girls, but also right. people in the LGBTQ community and like, others like basically anyone who isn't a man who doesn't necessarily feel comfortable you know sharing their opinions on this stuff because it is such a male-dominated field yeah um sarah and i kind of have just been like well we want to open the door for these people and like make them feel like they have a place to share their opinions and a place to share their research and feel comfortable doing so yeah so that's the other side of it i agree and that's what i say you know what i mean come for the boobs but stay for the brains you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so i'm very comfortable Right, I'm very comfortable in my skin. I've had people be like, "Well, maybe people will take you more seriously if you didn't like take pictures with like your boobs and stuff hanging out." I'm like, "Why though? It's a part yeah. of me. It's my boobs. It's fine." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. That's one of those things that like, you know, I know there's people that are into BDSM and that like it's cool that like they do, they do all the stuff and they don't come. But I just can't wrap my head around it if you don't nut at the end. And like that's kind of like this. Like I can't. I don't get why you would hold that against somebody and think that it makes them a less interesting person to be yeah. have around like yeah. that's who i would want to surround myself with yeah right you it's know what i mean ladies. yeah a beautiful hot young lady yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. like, what, what do you mean like oh these people don't deserve an out like a chance or they don't deserve a platform like they deserve all the platforms who the fuck do you think when i turn on youtube who do you think i want to see do i want to see that or do i want to see another fucking bearded 40 year old dude yeah. in the right. back room Very you know true. what i mean right yeah, well, you know it, what's well, funny is, is one time I, I tweeted, this was like probably like a month ago, you might have actually seen this. Um, I tweeted and I was just like, sometimes I just tweet things because I'm just like, I'm thinking about this, I want to talk about it. And I had tweeted something about the Dyatlov Pass. And yeah. I had some rando man who does not follow me just like pop up out of nowhere and start talking a bunch of shit to me in my Twitter mentions. And I was like, 
okay. And he, you know, he's like trying to prove me wrong and like gotcha me. And he sends me this YouTube video and I, I guess I didn't respond fast enough for him because he then tweeted at me again and said, yeah, that's what I thought. So silent when you're proven wrong, go do your makeup or something. And I was like, okay. I was like, I am going to do my makeup. I'm going to look beautiful and I'm still going to be right. Right. (laughs) That's what happened. You know, I'll, I'll I'll tell a similar story. I had this guy arguing about, we were talking about the Megalodon. Okay. And he's like, oh, the Megalodon is real and the government's just covering it up. I'm like, well, why would the government cover up the Megalodon? You know, well, right. How could they? And why would they? I'm like, yeah. you know, if, if they ended up discovering, they're like, well, because it's bad for, for fishing and it's bad for tourism. And it's like, okay, but listen, um, if it's about money, if they discover the Megalodon, then they could make like a fake funding and put all the money in there to pretend that they're researching these things and, and over pad it and then use that money and take it. And then, you know, after I said that, oh, you're just redheaded garbage. You don't know oh what you're talking God. about. <laughs> redheaded garbage. Wow. Redheaded Very garbage. Specific. I was like, oh. You know what though? I I honestly that happens to me too, and it, it that's it's that's just the internet. Yeah, well, like I anytime I've I've had people come at me for such, I, I said something about like people that bark. Oh, it was people that back into parking spaces are the same type of people that don't wear masks or something. Okay, yeah, and like. <laughs> Or that there's a direct correlation between people that back into parking spaces, people that were mad. And like, dude, the amount of people on Twitter that like, like, come on, this is like not even that funny of a joke. And it was like, like you said, like a random observation that I just made. But people felt the need to argue. Like, and I didn't even engage any of them. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I was just like, whatever, dude. Like, I don't know. You're a stranger. You're not following me. Go fuck yourself. You know? Yeah. Yeah. When That's I, just the internet. When it comes yeah, to look- people like arguing with me or wanting to like debate a topic with me, I'm like totally fine with that. I'm like, let's go. Let's talk about it. Like, you know, yeah. we're on a public platform. Like, let's have a conversation. But my big problem is when people like don't agree with me. And instead of like, arguing their point to me they start trying to tear me down and right. throwing out things like oh well you're a you're a woman how could you know about this or like right. you know go do your makeup or something like i'm just like yeah. why do you have to like i and also in this case with the guy in the diallo class i was absolutely right there was like no ifs ands buts about it like i was right, right. i was right. correct <laughs> he was right. wrong so i was like yeah, it's just like you know I don't know. I, it doesn't matter, like, how yeah. nice you try to be to these people. And that's kind of, well, that's what I was saying, I, which I'm sure you, you might have caught some of the conversation when you first came on. I was I was discussing, I'm in this live stream, and I don't believe the uh, LBL witness. And, you know, so he's talking, and I'm kind of picking apart a story. And he was asked, you know, why did you come out now after all these years? And he's just like, oh, I don't know, I'm 54 years old. I just, you know, wanted to tell people. I'm like, well, that's kind of weird because, like, credible eyewitness accounts, and I know I speak to two or three of them every day. Um, credible eyewitness accounts typically they come out because they're searching for answers yeah. right they want to know what they saw they want to know what they experienced and they want a sense of community and in order to connect with other people now is that always the case no it's not always the case but and a lot of the times it does seem to be the case and I just I had made that one comment all of a sudden this person's attacking me they're like well why would you pick apart his whole story just because of that one incident I said well it's not be- it's not because of the one incident and I just kept saying that I, there's not enough space and I don't have enough time I gotta go record the show because I'm actually like, I actually do this kind of stuff, but, like, I, you know, that's not why, like, you know, that's not why I don't believe it. And it was just, it turned into this big thing, and, like, they're like, well, that's what's wrong with investigators, that you guys have a bias, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, listen, I believe in anomalous phenomena so much that I yeah. do this full time for a living. Like, this is my job. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it was just, it just ended up being this whole you know, and that's, but again, like Pat says, that's just kind of the internet for you. You're going to have people that disagree with you and that's fine. You know, yeah. that's, but it's, it's how they go about disagreeing. It's like, well, 
you know, if you want to, and that's what I told this person, I can't talk about it right now. I'll talk about, I'll, I'll talk to you about it later, but, uh, you know, I can't at the moment. And, you know, but of course, all it's going to be is just personal attacks and ridiculousness. Yeah. And I already know, I mean, you already know, kind of going into it, you kind of gauge these people from the start. So, um, but I just wish know. people would attack me for like the way I spell or something, you know, like attack me for something else. <laughs> like don't yeah. attack me for the fact that I'm beautiful because that's not my fault. Right. That's you're just, that's, that's just jealousy. I didn't ask well, to be like, like this. Like another instance that I, like I've noticed is that I think that I am, and, and you know maybe this it could be ego, but when you're a woman, you kind of have that woman's intuition, right? Oh, I yeah. think that I could be an argument in certain people's households. So like talking to some of these other like older respected investigators in the community, I've had instances where I think that like their wife gets mad that they talk to me. Mm. And, you know, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to point fingers and say who, but there's definitely like kind of some weird evidence there where some shade has been thrown from the wives. Yeah. And it's like, why? I mean, you know, why be that way? Because chances are I, I'd sleep with you before I slept with your husband. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel that for sure. Sarah was you telling know? me she had a situation like that recently, too. And she was telling me about it when I was at her house. And I was just like, I just don't I don't understand that. It's strange. It's like, I'm trying you know? to talk to your husband about cryptids, man. Like, right, right. It's not really a panty dropper. Like, we're talking about, <laughs> you know, Mothman. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but, you know, they just, it is weird. But then again, I guess that just goes to show how much more, you know, the, the inclusion is needed. Yeah. And absolutely. how much more we need positive, you know, representation for other women in the field to show yeah, that, okay. like, you know, you can you can be confident and sexy and, and also smart and know what you're doing yeah. and respected. So, I mean, I think that it's. So I, I, got, I will, oh, go ahead. I got, I got something to say about that too. And, okay, uh, Kenzie, you might be able to back me up on this. Okay. So, th- it, this that whole thing reminds me of um, being in a band, and I was in I was in bands for most of my twenties. Yeah. And everybody wants to date the musician, but no one wants to be married to one. Yeah right it's like yeah, yeah it's it's very attractive to be to be involved with somebody who gets on stage and does all that but once you guys are in a committed relationship or you feel like possessive of them for whatever reason the last thing you want this person that's yours that you feel possessive of to do is to get up on stage and then share themselves with a larger audience yeah that's and fair. and that's and that's like it's it's such a catch-22 because that's what attracted you to the person in the first place mm-hmm. and then now that you have them the first thing you want to do is put a basket over their life um and i think that's where that comes from i don't know i would agree yeah i, think I would so. agree with that totally not right. speaking from personal experience but you know you do, well and that's i say that a lot you know like i made this tweet a couple of months back and it was about you know going on dates and when you go on dates and you're an internet personality or you know you, you're a public figure of some sort um, it's unfortunate because like you'll meet somebody, one of the first things you tell them is what you do, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, we know this is, you know, Kinsey knows this is pretty much all of your life is spent doing stuff like this all yeah. the time. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, so if inevitably you talk about it, then, you know, they talk to me, then they go and listen to my show and things like that. And they'll go, you know, scope my social medias and then we'll go on a date. Then I don't really get the chance to tell them much of my own personal stories. And then they get to know the, um, my, um, you know, my like persona. your internet persona right instead of me as a person and so it's and as much as i do try to be me you know I, and that's one of my things is that i can never be anything else but me um it, it's still very exaggerated yeah. <laughs> so, my internet persona is exactly the person i am in real life yeah i used 100%. to 100 
I used to pick up chicks off live journal. So at that point, like you've been reading each, you've been reading each other's diaries for a couple of weeks. Oh so like when you finally meet up, like you probably are are more comfortable with them than you should be. And then shenanigans ensue in that way. <laughs> but it's it, it's never like it's never I don't know. I'm I'm just from a different school because I'm a little bit older. Weird like having that one sided like they know who I am and I have no idea who they are and it's strange, you know? That's, yeah. It's really weird. I get like when I so you know, I'll do dating apps and stuff and like realistically I don't have time for dating. I'm a very busy person and I right. just I don't really have a lot of time, but I like to, you know, swipe through and like chat sure. with people, whatever. And the biggest thing I get is that people try to debunk everything I talk about. Yes. Which drives me insane. Yes. And I I'm agree. like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, if I wanted to talk to you about debunking this theory, I would have asked you that. But yes, I had so I this. Never... Oh, go ahead. I, well, I was going to say, I had this guy who I had, you know, matched with on, on a dating app and I was chatting with him. He followed me on Instagram. He starts listening to my show. And then every single time he would listen to an episode, he would message me and be like, here's why I think this thing is bullshit. What the fuck? I'd be like, man, well, I did not ask. Right. <laughs> he, he's trying to, he's, he's finding excuses to talk with you, but obviously it's he's, not doing it. it's not the right he's way. a little lacking in the common sense <laughs> yeah, department. No. But he, he's showing you, he's showing you that like, hey, you made this thing. I took the time to listen to your thing. Should I thank him here, next time you think? Yeah. No, I no, I'd say he's kind of if his soft skills are that poor, you don't want to get yeah, no. fucking deeper into that. Well, that's true. But yeah. yeah, I think I think that doesn't necessarily come from a place of trying to one up you and prove you wrong. It's probably just fucking he's trying to initiate conversations. It's just stuff, weird but. though. I will tell you one thing. I I've I've used dating apps in the past. I'm not currently on any, but but I've definitely used them and mm-hmm. I have never ever ever met anyone off of them ever. Oh my god, I met my wife on match.com. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I've never met anyone off of them. I've met a it, lot it, of people on Tinder. Well, have you? It, it, yeah. Stuff like match is good because you have to, you have it make it verifies that the other like person has like two ninety nine a month. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was always very leery <laughs> of the free dating sites, like Plenty of Fish or like uh, what was it? Um, I don't fucking know. Not Tinder. What was the one before Tinder? I have no idea. Whatever. Um, Dating apps. Hot or not? No. I don't know. Oh, my God. Hot or not. That is a... But, like, like, uh, you know, the free ones, it's like anybody can make a a profile. Anyone can get on there, you know. And I felt like just having, like, the the bare minimum of, like, do you have a credit card? (laughs) (laughs) Do you have $2.99 a month? Like, it, it very much, like, cut the lower echelon out. And, I'm like uh, scared to meet people offline. I'm like, I'm gonna meet them. I watch too many. I like, only will hang out with people from online in group settings. And for a while, I was like, only like I would invite dudes or like women that I met on dating apps to the bar and like not tell them that my entire friend group would be there just in case they were thinking about murdering me. Yeah, <laughs> and it's then I'd be like, well, it's fine. <laughs> Right. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you're still alive so yeah, far. So, I mean, so clearly it's working. <laughs> I mean, that, that's such a bummer that that even has to register on your radar because oh, as yeah. much as I did tons of internet dating and I never, ever had to worry about that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. That just wasn't my experience. For me, it was, I, and I think back then it was, you know, right now it's, it's very commonplace for uh, people that aren't necessarily tech savvy 
or nerdy to be online. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times you have people that like can barely function their cell phone. And then they had like a coworker say, Oh, this is how you like put the app on for them and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, you could tell like they they barely understand what they're doing, but I mean, turn back the clock 10, 15 years. um, And if they're, the internet was still there, but there wasn't, it wasn't all over the place. Yeah. Right. So like if you were going to meet somebody online, like, yeah, definitely the weirdos were still there, but it was more likely they were just nerdy, awkward people, or they were like real hot punk chicks that lived in the suburbs and like yeah. wanted to come into the city and shit. So like, you, you know, obviously you would go out there and yeah, you had to get in your car and drive and you know, and there's been plenty of t- there's been plenty of times I've been driving in the expressway in the middle of the night with fucking an address written on a piece of mail, like <laughs> hoping that hoping I didn't miss my exit. Just oh no, my G- no GPS. Yeah, uh, that's true. Well, that's uh, I guess that's a good point. I don't know. I just I mean I'll get on there and I'll like chit chat with people. You know, for the most part, I don't. I just don't think there's anybody that's really been interesting enough. But maybe that's because I've never that's, been fascinated. That's enough. how I feel too. Is like I feel like it's a lot of hey, how are you? I'm good. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. Well, and also, like, I have a pretty large friend group around here. You know, I, I know a lot of people. Yeah. And I very right. much feel like that I've met all of the super yeah. interesting people I'm going to meet, and they're all already I, my friends. Yes, I agree. Like, unless someone moves in from, like, Colorado, yeah. it's like, they're probably already on your radar. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's, how, like, that's how it is here. I yeah. also, I don't I'm, get I'm time. Circuits. Yeah, I'm right. And, well, with that. the pandemic, and, of course, obviously, stuff like that yeah. doesn't really happen, you know, nowadays, but um I, I have no idea how we started talking about food yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't know how we got here <laughs> that's so funny um but yeah i mean it, you know it can be like i said it can be difficult when people kind of get to know you through your you know via your persona rather than you know you and then mm-hmm. it's like like i said it's a one it's a one-sided conversation i mean i yeah. have this one guy i was talking to and he's he listens to every single episode and he'll and he will you know he doesn't message me and he's like oh you know like you're wrong about that actually he's really interested in all the topics i talk about which is nice but it's yeah. like maybe we should like sit down and talk about them like yeah maybe we could talk about them like not via just you listening to my podcast it's weird yeah it's really it's really strange but you know okay all right i guess whatever i I get it he just wants to be involved like that was saying about the one guy you know i understand but that is a really weird way to go about i just be like hey what are your thoughts on this without telling me that you listen to my show i don't know yeah weird you know so i don't it's just strange to be that way i suppose but yeah I think the the biggest opener I get on like dating sites now is people just being like, "What's your favorite cryptid?" And I'm like, "Oh, let me tell you." And then they're like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." Yes. Like, Why yeah. did you ask then? Yeah. <laughs> Although yeah, I will I say, I had one guy recently who I've been chatting with, and he asked me, and I, you know, I was like, you know, it changes like weekly, every once in a while, it's yeah. something else. And I was yeah. like, Cur- currently it's the Mapinguari. Like, been thinking about that a lot, and he goes. Oh, is that the Sasquatch thing with a mouth on its stomach? And I was like, oh. I was like, you know what that is? I was like, interesting. I I think Kenzie found a husband, guys. (laughs) I think old boy knows how to Google on the fly. I know, right? Well, you know, not, not the say, piss in your Cheerios, but uh, I admire the effort though, because most yes. people are just like, yeah. I don't know what that is, I don't know why I asked, and I'm like, Yeah, I don't right. know why you asked either. <laughs> so he at least put the effort in to be like, Oh, okay, I'll look it up real quick. He's, He's probably reading a whole book right now about it. I don't, yeah, really. <laughs> he also asked me to explain the missing 411 to him, and I was like, Oh. No. Okay, so you really want to know about this that's, weirdo shit? I was like, you got it, buddy. You know what, what's 
that mm-hmm. I bring that up every once in a while because I'm a huge fan of that. Uh, those episodes of Coast to Coast. Mm-hmm. What uh, what what's your thoughts on that? I think it's weird and crazy, um, and I don't really I don't have like one specific theory that I'm sold on as to like why it's happening because I feel like it's definitely a mixture of a lot of things. But there is one theory that is like absolutely bullshit and like very bananas, but I think it's so funny that I love to talk about it, and it's the theory that all of the mountains are actually hollowed out cave bases and yeah. that the aliens live inside of them and yeah. the government is funding the aliens in their like experiment and work in these caves and they are just snatching people and that's why there's no like government record of missing 411 yeah. people and it's very funny and i obviously i'm like that's probably not what's happening but it's hilarious oh go ahead i was gonna say in regards to like dulce new mexico which is something we've talked about on the show before like that could that could be possible but as far as like at all the in all the national parks like in all the mountains like i don't know i'm going to the smoky mountains this summer i sure as hell hope not like that (laughs) would be is how many people like subscribe to that idea though like it's kind of scary like all these people are like oh that could totally be possible and it's like guys i mean you know in, i think I hate to say, that it could be a little bit possible but maybe like not to that extent and like not it, as crazy yeah well okay. parts yeah. of that could be true like yeah. yeah they could be suppressing the records okay yeah. that's fine you know they could be it could be alien snatching people okay that part's fine um, are there are there probably hollowed out mountain bases somewhere in the world? Yes, of course there are. Yeah, for sure. You know, but do all those things you know align, and that's what's going on in these cases? Like, yeah. I don't think so. Well, that's why I think it's like probably a mixture of a bunch of different things happening. Like, I don't think there's like yeah. one singular phenomenon Honestly, that's responsible for missing four one one. Yeah, I always bring that up because whenever people start talking about Bigfoot and stuff, like I, as someone that like was has been very interested in this stuff for a very long time. Uh, I never gave a shit about Bigfoot. I always thought it was like Harry and the Hendersons. Like it was kind of stupid and benign. Yeah. wasn't very wasn't very sexy until that until <laughs> those stories popped, and then I was like, holy shit! Like these things could be malevolent plane shifters yeah. <laughs> that are kidnapping Boy Scouts. <laughs> you know, like this is awesome, man. And it, it totally ignited my interest in it. Yeah. Um, and and if you go back and listen to some of those, some of I forget the guy's name that wrote the books, David but Planos. some of the, yeah, some of the early coast to coast interviews he did with uh, George Norrie, mm-hmm. they're very, very creepy and very eerie because he would yeah. never go into too much detail about what he suspected. He would just talk about the individual disappearances. Yeah, and, and I mean, some of those are like real chilling, you know, especially if you're listening at like three in the morning and shit. But, oh yeah, um, yeah, definitely. It, it's an interesting thing. I mean, you know, I, I think that there is definitely something to the cave systems. Like I said, you map it. If you map it, there is. I mean, it's very obvious when you when you put it all together. And see these like clusters of all these, um, not just like the missing four hundred one people, but just clusters of high strangeness. And then it's yeah. obvious that yes, something's happening. Um, but is there a hollow Earth? Um, I, no, I don't, I, I don't think so, guys. It's just so bizarre that I'm like, it it's so funny to explain to people that that's a real theory. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's interesting. I mean, but yeah. you know, it's just so. Well, that's why there's so many mattress firms. That's. Do you think that's portals? where they kidnap people? You know, the mattress stores, yeah. That's where the, so the, the elevators are in the back room and they go down oh. to the, the, the underground trains. There's a mattress firm in my town. I'm going to go. I'm gonna if go you ever notice, this is, honestly, this is honestly true. I mean, I don't, know, I don't know if we've really talked about this in the show too much. But if, you've, if you notice, like, especially by me, and it's, it's, 
I guess it's pretty widespread. They have a tendency when you think about how many how many people really need to go to a mattress store to buy a mattress. Not that many. They, yeah, but there seems to be a lot of mattress firms, and they'll even yeah. be like in kind of close proximity to each other too. Yeah. And uh, some people theorize that they're fronts or that they. Yeah, I you can know, see that. Something like that, but. Uh, I, it is weird. I mean, it, when you do look into the mattress, uh, and I don't think it's just mattress firms. I think it's just mattress stores in general. I mean, you have like competitors right across the street from each other, and it's like. Um, <laughs> who's I, I've them? never actually seen somebody buy a mattress from a store. Really? Right. You would <laughs> so. think that like you would just need you would just need like kind of a storefront because yeah. it's getting delivered. You're not driving out of there with it. Yeah. No. So right. you kind of go to a storefront and like, oh, here's the here's the mattresses we have, and then people look at it and say, okay, I want that, and then great, we fill out the paperwork and you're out of here. Yeah. You know, it's not like there's aisles that you have to walk down. Yeah, but no. um. Yeah, Google that sometime. I mean, it's it's it. That's a big theory. Google it. <laughs> have, have, have one of your guys Google it. <laughs> Start asking your dating app guys, like, what do you think about the mattress stores? I'm just gonna put it in my Tinder bio. <laughs> I'm only here for the mattresses. <laughs> Tell me about your mattress firm theory. <laughs> they don't know what you're talking about. They're not crazy enough for you. So. I know. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, yeah, it is, you know, that, that is it's missing for a while. It is, it's, it, it, there's something happening. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, we can't deny that. It's just what, uh, we, we don't know yet. I mean, why aren't people really going into these caves and things and finding out? I mean, I guess because they end up missing. Yeah, I was going to say, I think they are, but they just don't come back <laughs> afterwards. That's the problem. That's true. <laughs> I mean, so maybe, maybe that's not a good idea, guys. Maybe don't go running out into the caves. Um, but, uh, without protection, always wear protection. So NPR did a story about the mattress firm conspiracy theory. I posted <laughs> on Twitter right now. Fucking NPR. Oh my god. So there yeah, you I just go. Googled it like right this. Time. I'm gonna read it when we're done because I <laughs> I have to know. You'll have to let us know. You'll have to update us on what you think. Uh, I will. Of, of the oh, mattress, absolutely um, will. What's your mattress theory? Is. During our whole drive to Maryland, me and my roommate were just um, pointing out stores that we thought we thought were probably fronts the whole yeah. time, and that's something yeah. we do regularly because in New Hampshire almost every single store that you see looks like a front i i so. do i do that here all, all the fucking time because like the like burger places will pop up and i'll go there and clearly those people are not interested in serving food yeah and have never worked in a hamburger place before in their life and yeah i swear to god i think some of them are fronts or like barbershops yeah you know, barbershop where like you go in us. yeah because how do you keep track of how many like heads you cut you don't it's a great way to launder money. My ex-boyfriend so like, actually worked in a barber shop, so they do have good methods of keeping track of oh. how many people's hair they cut. Oh, oh so there's some oh. sus going on, some sus things happening. Through their appointments. Well, when you book an appointment. Right, but I mean, okay, so that's for internal bookkeeping, but do you, but like, think about what you uh, hand over to the government like as far as taxes and stuff I goes. guess that's fair. You know what I mean? Like, it's a great way to say, like, oh, yeah, we had 15 customers today and really you didn't have any. And then the money that was supposedly generated from those 15 customers is, like, drug money that you're laundering through the business. That is fair. Like, is I've, fair I've, walked in, I've walked into barbershops around here and, like, been like, you're not a fucking haircut person. <laughs> like, you're just a, you're just a dude. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. There's a bookstore. Like, there's a town near me called Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and there is a bookstore that has been there since I was born, I'm pretty sure, and, like, maybe before that, that I have never seen a single person inside of 
but somehow it still exists and i since i was a kid have very much thought that it was like a front for money laundering because i was like have you ever gone in there yeah i've gone in a couple times just to like really try and figure out if it's a real place or not and there's like never anybody even working in there so i'm like i don't really know what's it's definitely like the most liminal space i've ever been in but right a bookstore in this economy come on yeah honestly (laughs) and it's always like the lights are always on it always says it's open it's just like i'll take a picture next time i drive by and i'm gonna yes, send it to you please. so you can see because it's a crazy place yeah if you if you like pull like one of those books like off the shelf like the bookshelf will spin yeah yes. right and like a secret passage opens there you go <laughs> and then you find all the missing 401 aliens and... oh my god they're all in the bookstore <laughs> figured it out solved it I, I think yeah i think that case closed guys i mean that's yeah I think that's so. it you, you want you want Tell the David Polina to stop writing books. We solved it. Oh, right. <laughs> you have one more hurrah, I guess. But it could be. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Did you try to pull it in any of the books when you were in there? No, I was afraid to touch anything. See, see, that's what you need to do. That's, that's your how they get you. Everything has like a really thick layer of dust on it. Oh my god, that's horrible. Well, you find the one that doesn't. Yeah, right. And that's the one. Yes. <laughs> that's the one they're I feel using. like if I'm in there for more than like 20 minutes, they're going to unleash a firing squad on me. Like it's really got a bad vibe to it. So oh, no. it's really, it's something. We're going to figure out what we're going to get. We're going to put the internet to, yeah. to work. We'll have somebody else. Somebody we'll else go can in go. in teams. Yes. Everyone can spend 20 mm-hmm. minutes in the bookstore pulling on books. We'll t- <laughs> and you have to swap out. The one. Yeah. Whoever doesn't come out, we know that they found the one. We yeah. don't know what happened, but... <laughs> yeah, maybe then we, we storm idea. the building, we figure it out. I don't know. We'll burn well, that bridge we, when we get to it. We hold a coup at the bookstore. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. I think it needs to happen. Yeah, I agree. Um, Everyone come to New Hampshire. We're going to we're gonna figure this out. We're going to storm a bookstore. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so funny. Well, <laughs> on, uh, on that note, guys... <laughs> Pat, do you have anything else to add here? Yeah, you by the ocean. Yeah. Do you ever worry about tsunamis? No. All right. There's all never been a tsunami in New Hampshire, <laughs> I don't think. So I don't think about it that ocean. much. No tsunamis. Oh, that's, that is interesting. Well, tsunamis are more of like an island thing, aren't they? Yeah. New England no, is not known for its tsunamis. So. You guys have hurricanes, right? No, not really. We have because like nor'easters. Oh. Okay. Like crazy blizzard ice storms. Oh, That's well, we, we do too. So, <laughs> yeah. We're not that different. Just yeah. you guys have ocean and we don't. <laughs> yeah, very true. Yeah, we don't have tsunamis. Right. That's so funny. Well, okay. All right. Um, <laughs> well, Kenzie, do you want to do you want to plug your stuff one more time? You know, to say the names of your shows. Of course, we're going to link everything, but Yeah, you know, sure. Just... So, my solo podcast is called The Crypto Chats Podcast, and then I also have uh Manic Pixie Dream Goals Podcast. That's uh, my show with Sarah Cooper. Um, and you can also follow me on Instagram if you'd like. Um, I am a hot girl, as promised. Um, so my Instagram is at cryptidbaddy. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she is, guys. She's really hot. You should see her. I know we Thanks. didn't do um, cameras this time, but, but like, yeah, it's <laughs> um, that's, <laughs> I'm so funny. All right, guys. Well, on that note, um, we will uh, we'll close this out, and then uh, we'll see you guys back here next Wednesday.